When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, make sure to check out Star Wars Theory on Spotify every day for new content. Why couldn't the Jedi join the Separatists? That's kind of a fair question, don't you think? After all, if you look at the goals of the Separatists, they didn't go out of their way to claim that they were going to bring about a new Sith Empire. Actually, on surface, the Separatists' ideals were pretty admirable. They claimed the Jedi and the Senate were corrupt, and they didn't want to serve them anymore. And, you know, if you think about it, both of those claims were true. The Senate was pretty corrupt in the decades that preceded the Clone Wars, and because the Jedi served the Senate, well, that made the Jedi seemingly corrupt as well. But for some, whenever any of the Jedi disagreed with the Republic and refused to fight in the war, or worse, were tempted to join the Separatists, Grandmaster Yoda and the rest of the High Council treated them like the worst possible people in the world. In fact, they more or less treated these dissenting Jedi as if they were murderous Sith Lords in their own right, instead of just normal Jedi who held some moral objections to the looming Clone Wars ahead. So, when we look at the situation, we might be pretty confused about Grandmaster Yoda's position and the fact that the Jedi seemed pretty close-minded. And the reason for their behavior lies in a pretty obvious place. The Jedi Code. It all comes down to the Jedi Code. Now, a lot of folks are confused about who the Jedi actually serve. When you look at Luke Skywalker and his new Jedi Order, you'll see that he believes in following the Force, almost exclusively. When he was taught by Yoda on Dagobah, and later when he fought his own students within his new Jedi Temple, Luke Skywalker believed in following the Force as his only guide. In that way, he shared a common belief with his own father's first Jedi mentor, Qui-Gon Jinn. Although Qui-Gon was a thought leader within the Jedi Temple during this era, he was often at odds with Grandmaster Yoda, Mace Windu, and the rest of the Council. Qui-Gon believed that the Force was more important than anything else, even the Jedi Code, and Luke felt similarly. While in exile on Dagobah, even Grandmaster Yoda seemed to agree with that point of view, but when Yoda was younger, he wasn't as flexible in his beliefs. None of the Jedi really were. They were very rigid. Yoda and the majority of the Jedi of the High Republic adhered to the Jedi Code. An astringent part of the Code was the Jedi's duty to the Galactic Republic. Darth Bane often talked about the Jedi's blind obedience to the Republic as one of their greatest weaknesses. And in the end, he was right. The last Sith of his order, Emperor Palpatine, used the Jedi's blind allegiance to the Republic to draw them into a war that ultimately would be their doom. Just as Jedi were taught to preserve life, they were also indoctrinated to uphold the laws of the Republic. Even though the Jedi seem like an extremely moral order that put the good of others above all else, the truth of the matter was far different. Even if common sense dictated that the Republic was wrong in a given scenario, the Jedi would often manufacture a reason to claim that the Republic was actually quite just. When Yoda and Mace Windu started to doubt their involvement in the Clone Wars, they would often meditate on the conflict and create convoluted reasons why they should continue fighting. Instead of, you know, accepting the obvious answer that fighting on behalf of the Republic might not be the best idea. So to put it simply, following the Force was important, but not as important as following the Senate. 
So, when Jedi like Sora Bulk and Prosset Dibs tried to pull away, the rest of the Jedi Order not only confronted them, but often threatened their lives. So here's how Separatist Jedi were actually treated, and to put it in short, they were treated like Darksiders. If we take one look at the Jedi who tried to join the Separatist side, or even those who tried to stay out of the war altogether, you'll find that they were treated pretty badly by the rest of the Jedi. They were usually coerced into going along with the Republic and its massive battles, even though they resulted in thousands of deaths. And in fact, this was one of the main reasons that Dooku left the Jedi. Often, Mace Windu would shame his fellow Jedi whenever they tried to argue against the war. In those conversations, he would make his anti-Republic peers feel like deserters or cowards. And if they truly put down their lightsabers and refused to participate in the battle, Windu and the other Jedi were willing to punish their fellow friends, also that they would continue fighting on behalf of the Republic. Since the Jedi Order was so aggressive towards anti-war Jedi, and even worse towards the Jedi who wanted to join the Separatist movement, it comes as no surprise that many of these dissenters ended up falling to the dark side. I mean, no wonder, they hated the Jedi for trying to control them. When the order that was supposed to be committed to the light, the Jedi, proved that they were a bunch of bullies and warmongers, the dark side seemed righteous by comparison. Of the Jedi who fell to the dark side during the Clone Wars, it's hard to really determine what came first, their sense that the Jedi betrayed them, or their own lust for power. Whatever the case might have been, there was really only one simple truth. If you were a Jedi who didn't believe in the war, or actually sided with the Separatists, the Jedi Order wouldn't support you. You either ended up walking out of the Order, or joining the Separatists, where your skills in the Force would have made you a prime target for grooming from Count Dooku. In the end, I think this is actually one of the greatest flaws in the Jedi Order from that time. And they had more than their fair share of problems. Their strict interpretation of the Jedi Code and the tradition of serving the Republic meant that all of their claims of following the Force and living a moral life were all kind of baseless. In the end, if a corrupt handful of politicians could manufacture a war and then throw the Jedi into the conflict on their behalf, then the Jedi themselves must have also borne some of the responsibility. After all, they were the ones who were projecting the Republic's influence and ultimately taking lives. And this is an issue Ahsoka Tano had as well, which we learned in Clone Wars Season 7. Let me know what you guys think about the Jedi who couldn't join the Separatists. Were they wrongfully treated? Or were they the scum that the Jedi made them to be? You're starting to sound like a Separatist. Thanks for watching today's video. I hope you enjoyed it. Please check me out on Spotify as new episodes are up daily. Leave a like here and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, remember, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, the Force will be with you always.